Pastor Todd here with you today. Just wanting to say thank you from tuning in, uh, for tuning in with us from wherever you're at. I know that we've got people watching with us from all around the world, from the Philippines and Malaysia. Uh, even somebody in France has been tuning in to what we're, we're doing. Uh, to my friends and family in the United States, as well as those who are watching across Canada, in Ontario, and British Columbia, as well as those who are in the great province of Alberta and our city of Calgary. We are just so grateful that you are here with us today. And I want to say this to you uh, before even I begin. I want to just share these thoughts. I want to remind you today that God loves you, that he is here for you, that he is with you. And, and, and if you, as it's already been shared at a, a few points uh, in our announcements, and, and you probably can see it on your screen, uh, in your, your service, I just want to remind you that if you need to talk with anyone or you need some, uh, to pray with somebody, please do not hesitate uh, to reach out. You can on our church online platform hit the, the prayer button or if you're on Facebook, uh, make a comment or in the, uh, on YouTube, make a comment and somebody, somebody will connect with you and help you here today. Well, I'm excited because I'm starting a brand new series that I believe is going to encourage you and inspire you. And it's called this, it's how to thrive in the midst of a storm. You see, just like we cannot control storms in nature, we cannot escape the trials and challenges that life throws at us. It's impossible. However, what we can do is determine how we are going to respond to those challenges and obstacles. We, we, these challenges can either be obstacles or they can be opportunities. Uh, obstacles are, are barriers that, will like, that would like to hold you down, that will rob you of your joy and your peace and, and keep you from doing what you are supposed to do. Or you can look at them that, as opportunities that will launch you forward into new levels of personal, relational, and even spiritual growth. Here's what I know. Though we are going through great challenges because of this COVID-19 pandemic, God did not intend for you just to survive, but he desires for each and every one of you to thrive. You see, there's a big difference between surviving and thriving. Well, what is surviving? Well, well, well surviving is when we are we're living our life just hoping to make it through another day, that we're just hoping that this current moment will somehow end. It's, it's just that, man, I just, if I can just hold on, hold on to, to make it through this moment or this situation or circumstance with as little loss as possible. It's about self-preservation or limiting the risk. But here's what thriving looks like. It's to grow vigorously. It's to flourish. It's to prosper. It's about fullness and fulfillment. It's maximizing your potential. You see, the difference between surviving and thriving many times is in our perspective. It's how we see the situation. It's seeing, again, your obstacles, not just as obstacles, but as opportunities. Now, if I could, I want you to picture this. Between you and something you desire or where you would like to go, there's a fence. 
Now, the fence will either be the barrier that will stop you, that will, will keep you from being able to, to go where you like to go, and you could stop right there, or it is an opportunity or a challenge that was meant to be climbed over to prepare you for the next part or the better part of your journey. I was reminded as I was preparing for this of, uh, of a situation that I, uh, I had a many years ago that my wife and I had tragically lost one of our dear pets. It was a cat that we loved. I know people have different feelings about cats, so that's not what we're going to talk about today. And, and, and so in order to kind of compensate for the, that loss, my, my wife brought home two littermates, two kittens home. One of them was a, a, a male um, orange marmalade cat that was gentle and as, and as sweet as pie. I mean, he, his name was Joey. He was, he was awesome. And then we had this female calico cat that though she was very small, she actually was the, the runt of the litter. She had this big attitude. And for the first few days, to, in order to help them acclimate to our, our, our home, we decided that we were going to keep them in our kitchen. And, and in order to keep them contained in the kitchen, we, we installed a six-foot fridge box to the one opening that went in and out of our kitchen. Well, Joey was content to stay in the kitchen. He was happy. Life was good. But Layla was determined to be wherever we were at. If we stayed in the kitchen with her, she was fine. But the moment we left, she would begin to cry and meow. And, and, and she got to the place where even she would go from one end of the kitchen and she'd run as fast as she can and launch herself onto the fridge box, climbing to the top and propelling herself over. It was amazing that this little one-pound, six-inch bundle of nothing could launch her body that far and move over that barricade. In fact, it, she would literally, as I would barricade the door, I would go to sit down on my couch, and before I could sit down, there she would be right next to me, beside me. She was not going to be denied. As well, a couple years ago, I, I was forced to spend a few days in the hospital. It was during one of the busiest and most challenging seasons of my tenure as the pastor here at Eastside City Church. I had a stomach issue that almost incapacitated me. If it had, and I never experienced that type of pain before. After being admitted to the hospital, I was told that I would, I would need to eat only clear liquids and I'd need to stay in bed as much as possible. On one hand, I was in so much pain that that, that that seemed like, well, maybe that's a good idea. But on the other hand, I, I had so many things that I needed to get done, meetings that I had planned for, events that I needed to attend to. And, and so, so for that first day, I felt like I was in jail. But then I was, as I was sitting there, God began to speak to me and began to encourage me about the fact that I was actually doing maybe a little too much in my life and that I needed to rest. That what I looked at now as a jail, God said this was an opportunity for me to actually rest. And so over the next couple days, I slept for over 20 hours a day because my body was so tired. When I left the hospital four days later, I felt not only rested, but full of hope and expectation for the days ahead. In the last part of Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible, there's a story about a man named Joseph who ends up being placed 
in prison in another country that he wasn't from in the land of Egypt. And here's what it says in Genesis chapter 39, starting in verse 20. It says this, Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the prison keeper. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in that prison. Whatever they did, they're, they're, it was his doing. And the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Now, when I think about prisons, uh, it's not a positive thought that comes to my mind. Prisons are not nice places. Prisons confine their inhabitants to small places, and, and it restricts their movement and their freedom. Prisons are also uh, things that we look at as places of guilt or shame. It, it, it's, it's not something that we want to go to because it's associated with punishment. But the Bible says this, that Joseph was in the place where prisoners were confined. Through no fault of his own, Joseph had been put in a place of restriction. Not only years earlier had his brothers sold him into slavery, which was an injustice, but now he was in jail accused, listen to this, of attempted rape because he'd refused to sleep with his master's wife. He'd, he'd actually done the right thing. He had done nothing wrong, and yet here he was in jail, confined in a dirty, hopeless place. I want to say this. In the season we are presently experiencing, it is easy for each one of us at times to feel like maybe we're confined in a restricted, sometimes even hopeless place. But what if this, what if God had a plan for you during this season? What if this season was not meant to be an oppressive obstacle that you hope to survive, but it was an opportunity for you to grow and actually to thrive? When I was in my second year of college, I had the privilege of going to the Washington State Penitentiary to play basketball against some inmates. I say it was a, a privilege. It was a, a pretty scary place. I mean, to get into this, there was so many levels of security and fences and barbed wire and guns, and it was, it was crazy. And here we were to, to play basketball, and these were guys that had been convicted of armed robbery, murder, and other heinous crimes. Now, not only were the players inmates, but so were the scorekeepers, the team managers, and even the referees, that the referees for the game were, were, were prisoners. And here's what I noticed. Before the game started, I noticed that there were several universal gym equipment pieces all around the gym, you know, those ones that have weights attached to them that can't be removed, that, that you can, you can uh, put pins in them to make sure that you can add more weight or take away weight. And, and, and I observed that before, during, and after the game, that these men were pumping iron, that they were making their bodies stronger. They were using their time of isolation to improve their physical bodies. They had turned their prison into a gym. You see, our obstacles, when we have the right mindset, can become opportunities. And here's what the Bible says about Joseph, that whatever he did prospered. It would have been easy for 
Joseph to sit around and sulk, wasting away in a sea of discouragement and bitterness. I mean, where he was at wasn't where he deserved to be. But the Bible says this about him, that he prospered, or in his doing, he found growth and success. Simply, here's what he did. He did something productive with his time. You see, the jailer placed under Joseph's care everything that was going on in the prison. Anything that was happening, it was because of his doing. That in the midst of his storm, he was able to grow and flourish. That he used his time of confinement to grow new and stronger leadership muscles. And if you read further, a few chapters further in the Bible, you'll see that he developed not only physical or leadership muscles, but he developed spiritual muscles in his ability to hear God's voice. You see, where you are right now, what you're experiencing right now can either be a prison or it can become your gem. It can be a season that you just hope to survive, that you hang on and that you just hope somehow that you're going to make it. Or it can be this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that propels you forward. You see, this is what the nature of God is. Always moving us forward. Taking life's lemons and teaching us how to turn them into lemonade. I know this is a scary season for many. And I know that some of you, and I want to be sensitive to the fact that many of you probably lost your jobs. Or the, and I know it's hard being very confined in your house. And I know it can be frustrating not knowing when or how this is all going to end. But here's what I want to share. I believe that God wants to give each one of us a different perspective. To see this as a unique situation or season in our lives where we have the opportunity to make some changes and establish some new things. A time to reflect on maybe where you've been, but also to dream about where you could go. A time for you to grow and prosper in every area of your life. That is God's plan for you that you would thrive in the midst of the storm. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of 3 John, starting in chapter 1, verse 2. This is what God says to each and every one of us today. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. What does it mean to prosper? Well, it means this, to succeed in what you're pursuing. It means to experience success on your journey of life, that you would find success. It's to be successful, flourishing, and thriving in every condition. To prosper means that we're able to enlarge our capacity to handle more, to carry more. Where it, What used to be difficult now seems easier. Why? Because we've grown stronger. I know for myself that over the past uh, month, I've been trying to get back into running because I I, I, I want to make sure that I'm staying healthier. And, and as I've been starting to run, I, I've realized something, that my body doesn't always like it, that my lungs at times feel uh, uh, like they're on fire. And, and, and what's happening is that my lungs are stretching, and as they're stretching, they're gaining more capacity to give me more oxygen so that why, I can run faster, and I can run longer, and I can go farther. But here's what I know, it's not always easy, and it can be painful at times. But the more I do it, the stronger I become. Just like God caused Joseph to prosper while he was in prison, 
God wants your soul to prosper in all situations and circumstances. When John talks about the soul in this passage, he's not only referring to the mind, will, and the emotion, which those are part of our soul, but he's talking actually about our whole being, our body, our soul, and our spirit. It means that in this season, that God's desire and design for you is to be physically healthy, emotionally healthy, peace with God and yourself, relationally healthy, and spiritually healthy. Every part of you that is to be growing and flourishing. Prospering is also about enlarging your potential or your capacity to handle more or carry more. So here's what I want to share with you. Some practical ideas of how you you yourself can thrive in the midst of the storm. Number one, build a healthy routine. Build a healthy routine. One of the challenges with COVID-19 restrictions is that many of our routines have changed. Because we're no longer getting up and going to work or going to school, it is much easier to stay up later and to sleep in later the next day. Because we do not need to be in any place in particular, we don't feel maybe the need to shave or put on makeup or sometimes even comb our hair. We may not shower or change our pajamas until it's time to go to bed the next night. Because our routines are confined to our house, uh, we end up eating at all different times of the, the day and the night because days and don't matter, weekends don't matter. Each day can begin to feel like it's the same. And, 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 and I was thinking about this. I've got to be careful that the, the 19 in COVID-19 doesn't become the number of pounds that we gain since the pandemic started. It's really easy for that to happen. You see, the problem is this, that no routine is a routine, and it is not necessarily healthy. It can, it's easy right now for your life to become, feel like it's boring, discouraging, and depressing, but I want to encourage you, one of the things that you can do to help yourself, even when you don't feel like it, is to make a routine. That you say to yourself, this is what time I'm going to go to bed, and this is when I'm going to get up. That this is what I'm going to wear tomorrow, that I'm going to get up and I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to get outside of the house and go for a walk if I I can. I'm I'm, I'm going to find some things to do. I'm going to schedule this or I'm going to make this part of my schedule. This is what I'm going to eat and these are the meals that I'm going to have. That you begin to build a healthy routine. That you also have plans each day to accomplish things that you need to do that maybe aren't the things that you do every day, like you you need to call somebody or pay some bills, that you have a plan, plan that you make a list, and that you do it. Secondly, I believe in this season, the way that we thrive in the midst of the storm is that we challenge ourselves to grow, that you challenge yourself to grow. What would you like to accomplish? What are some things that you would like to see improve in your life? What are things that maybe you've been thinking about for a long time, but you haven't done? This is a great opportunity for you to do that. One of the things that I am trying to do is each day to challenge myself in five different areas, that I would have a a goal to do something in these five areas. First of all, that I'd have a physical goal, do something that will help me in the area of my health to 
take a walk, to run on the treadmill, or to do some push-ups or even some burpees. Now, I want to share this with you, that, that this coming week I'm on, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm going to be sharing with you a physical challenge, like how many burpees, who can do the most burpees this week? Why? Because we need things to kind of help us and motivate us. That also with our health, that maybe you look at some things that you do to change your diet, the things that you eat. Secondly, you'd have an intellectual goal, something that would grow your mind, that you would maybe learn something new, maybe that you would say, you know what, I'm not much of a reader, but each day I'm going to read a, a chapter in a book. Uh, I'm going to watch an educational podcast, somebody sharing on something that you're interested in, or maybe for those of you that read lots of things, that you're going to read something different than you normally do, something that challenges your thinking. It could be doing a, a Google search on an area of interest, something that you've wanted to learn about but never have taken the time to do. That would be an intellectual goal. We would have also our relational goals, that we're, we would challenge ourselves to reach out to a couple of new friends uh, each day or, or that we would maybe say, you know what, I, I haven't done this for a while. I'm going to take some time to... Uh, to, to share a thought or an idea with my kids that we're going to have a, a discussion or, or to stretch ourselves to make an intentional investment in our marriage to, to encourage our husband or our wife. As well, I believe that we should have an emotional goal, something that helps us to, that we enjoy, something that brings life into our spirit, something that, that, that makes us feel alive, that we would, we would do something maybe creative, that we would do something that, that helps us to grow stronger. Maybe it's uh, to, to uh, you know, just to take some time to, for yourself that you, you really like, something you enjoy. Maybe it's watching one TV show instead of binge watching 100. I don't know. Something that helps us emotionally. But lastly, having a spiritual goal where we spend some time in worship each day. We say, you know what, today I want to spend this much time in worship, or I'm going to read this many chapters in the Bible, or I'm going to pray for these people and these situations. You see, I believe that having plans, having goals, will help us thrive in the midst of the storm. But this next one I want to share, I know, might be a little bit more sensitive. It might be a little bit more uh, something that I feel that God's put in my heart, though, that is really important that each one of us would deal with the darkness. What do I mean? Well, there are moments where we can feel a bit down or discouraged. Now, in moments, we all have those things, and that's okay, but what if you're feeling blue constantly? I want to encourage you not to ignore those feelings. Some people try to over-spiritualize these situations and say, well, if you only had more faith or if you only shouted a little bit louder or prayed a bit more, everything would be okay. And here's what I want you to know. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God answers prayer, that he gives us these spiritual weapons to help us, but he also gives us people to help us and he surrounds us with them. It's not either or, but it's both and. And I want to encourage you that if you're, you're struggling with just feeling this emotional weight, don't try to fight it alone. Be courageous and talk to somebody. Reach out to some friends. Talk with them. Ask them to pray with you. Call a church leader. Make a virtual appointment with a health professional. Do whatever you need to do, but do not ignore what's going on inside of you. Let's not allow isolation to lead us to separation. 
This is why I've been encouraging our, our, you as a church, if you've watched my weekly encouragements that I've been giving on Thursday, this is why I've been saying that we're, we're trying to do this Take 5 initiative. What is the Take 5 initiative? Well, it's each week that we would take, we'd spend, take five different people and we'd spend five minutes with them, reaching out to them, calling them, encouraging them. See, I believe this, your act of encouragement could save somebody's life. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Number four, I want to share this with you. Do something crazy. Do something crazy. Do something new. Do something creative. Maybe this week, try that recipe that you've always wanted to do. Remodel, begin to remodel that room that has been abandoned for a long time. Begin learning that second language that you've wanted to do for so long, but you've never gotten around to doing it. Maybe learn a new card game that you could teach your family how to play. Plan your dream trip. You know, this is not going to last forever, the season that we're going through. So take some time to dream. Dream crazy thoughts. Dream big dreams. Turn your isolation into a place of inspiration. Margo, if I can have you come up here. Lastly, remind yourself that God is with you. That whatever you're feeling today, I want you to know that God is with you. Declare that over yourself. God is with me. Grow your trust in him. Learn to turn your obstacles into opportunities. As we close today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray over a few things. Maybe today you're sitting here and you're 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 kind of feeling that that you just would you're, you're that spirit of heaviness. Maybe you're struggling with feeling discouraged or depressed. I, I pray today that you right where you're at would begin to say, God, would you take this from me? I, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for every single person, God, that can hear my voice. Lord Jesus, that you would, you would surround them, Father God, that you would come and comfort them. And I pray right now, whatever it is that you're worried about, whatever it is that you're afraid of, whatever it is that you're, you're struggling with, right now, would you lift it up to the Lord? Would you say, Jesus, would you take this from me? And God, I pray right now that you would just fill each of these houses, each of these places where people are listening with just your presence, with your encouragement, God, with your blessing. I also want to pray today for every one of you that you would, your soul would prosper, that instead of surviving, you will be flourishing and thriving, that God would enlarge your capacity, that he would allow you to grow, that you would tackle new ideas with great expectation. Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would prosper people, you'd prosper their souls, Lord, that you would, you would allow them to, to live, Father God, with expectation. Lord Jesus, that you would help them in this moment, in this season, Father God, that they would, they would thrive, that they would grow, that their world would continue to expand. Lord, that you'd bless them in every single area of their life. Lastly, I want to pray today that maybe you're listening to this message. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you're not familiar even with all these things that I've been talking about, but God has been tugging on your heart 
And I want to say this today, that the, the peace and the, the joy, the ability to thrive in difficult situation really comes from that relationship that we have with Jesus. It's allowing Jesus to take control of our lives. It's giving our lives to him. And so maybe today you're listening and you're like, I've never done that before. But today's your day and God says, I want to come and I want to help you. If you feel that the Lord is speaking to your heart, would you just pray this prayer with me? Would you pray this prayer? Would you invite Jesus to take center stage in your life? Pray this with me. Jesus, I confess that I've sinned. I ask you to forgive me, to free me. Help me to become like you. I thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And I receive your free gift of eternal life. If you prayed that prayer today, and you believed it in your heart, the Bible says that you are now a new creation in Jesus. And not only that, you've become a member of a, of a greater family, a bigger family. And here's what I would like you to do today. I'd like you to take a moment and let somebody know, whether it's in the, uh, a chat room, whether it's on a comment section, say, hey, I made a decision today to, to make Jesus the center of my life. You see, if you do that, we're going to reach back out to you and we're going to help you as you begin this new journey because I want everybody to know that God is with you. I believe this today, that God's design and desire for each and every person is that you would not survive this time, but you would actually thrive. God bless you today. And I want to encourage you that the, the, the link will be coming up on where you're watching. If you would like to, to join together with some other people and, 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 and talk with them and see their faces, that you can do that in one of our Zoom rooms right now. But again, I also want to say God bless you. I look forward to uh, seeing you this week. Stay tuned for, for more things, and hopefully tomorrow night we'll see you in our online prayer meeting at 730. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.